first like four times I tried to do the first episode of the podcast, I had to re-record it because it came out like, hey, hi everybody. <laughs> I didn't mean to do it. It was just like I was talking in, you know, and it just I don't know. It just got lower and you were, and you were doing the accidentally sexy. Yeah, I was doing like a sexy podcast. Quiet. Yeah. I was trying to be like, I want to make sure it's clear and everybody could hear it. And how's everybody? And I listened to it and it was like awful. And it was probably like I probably recorded like 30 minutes and I could have done it in 15 because I was talking so slow and deliberate. It was ridiculous. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Civilized Savages podcast. I am Steven, and today I'm really excited. We have an awesome guest. I was, I've been waiting to do this since the beginning. Um, Christine, Christine, thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you for for inviting me on. I'm Christine has been. You have been, um, man, one of the biggest supporters of Civilized Savages and of what we've been doing, and. This is the first time we actually get to talk. You are, you are miles away. You're in Toronto. I'm in Toronto. Toronto. So um, the power of technology, we're able to uh, record this podcast, which is great because, you know, one of the things when when I started the shirt line and then led to this podcast was, you know, just the amazing ability to connect with people over social media for positive reasons. I mean, we've yes. seen so many negative things <laughs> that can uh, come out of it. But, oh my gosh, too many. Right? And so the you were one of the people that like I just connected with right away and um I I just love what you get what you're doing. I love the message uh, that you're sending out on every level like um that being being strong doesn't mean you have to be hard or or crass or anything like that. There's a vulnerability and a strength and a, a vulnerability and a softness and a gentleness that well, can that, also come from being strong. And and you've man, you put that so well, and you've helped kind of shape, you know, things that I've been doing on this end because of that. You know, the more. I put it out there and, and you and other people have reacted. And I mean, you, you were a big supporter from the very beginning, but you really bonded with the, with the strongest beautiful line. And I that's become that line. And uh, what is it? What, what is it that I, it seems to speak to people and I can't, I know what I, it means to me, but I'm honestly surprised that has spoken to so many other people and the messages I get, but what is it that connected you to that personally? It, it spoke to me because my whole life for whatever reason, <clears throat> excuse me, I've been, I've been called strong and they always call me they, like, especially when I was younger, I didn't appreciate that it was a compliment. I thought, well, why do I have to be strong? Why can't I be, you know, why do these things, why do I always have to, get through these things or endure these things or whatever, you know, and it was always because you're so strong. And I felt like that, that was a bad thing. Like bad things happened to me because I was strong. <laughs> and and right. then as I, right. as I matured and grew older, I realized that what they were saying, even though they weren't articulating it very well, was that, that I was, I was, bad things weren't happening to me because I was strong. I was, I was growing out of those bad things because I'm strong. So I had a resilience that other people didn't have. And I had a, a power and a grace and a dignity. You know, why don't I toot my own horn here, Christine? But no, this is this, just yeah. the things that I've heard from people that, that I, didn't, I didn't collapse under the pressure and I didn't lash out under the pressure. I, I uh, absorbed the pressure and, and took it as a lesson or as a, as a you know, a stepping stone to, to grow. And that's why I it? identified so much with, with that strong is beautiful because it's, it's strong isn't, isn't, you know, something you have to endure. Something strong is something you should embrace and, and love. And it doesn't actually have to mean physical strength. It can mean anything. And what is, what is it that 
why do you think you are able to do that? I mean, you said it's your whole life. People have been telling you you're strong and, and it's this resiliency inside of you. Do you think that came from just circumstances, the way you were raised? Is that something environmental? Do you think you just were born that way? I think it's a combination of all of them. I think, I think I was born that way. I think I had a, um, some very key people uh, who, who gave me unconditional love. So I had that self-esteem to know that I was better than whatever the circumstance that was happening was. Um, my grandfather, uh, he was a very, very tough man and he didn't, he wasn't a nice man to a lot of people, but I was the apple of his eye. And he, and, and even just, he never necessarily taught me lessons because unfortunately he passed away too soon, but him being that type of person and loving me so much made me feel like it made me stand tall. And uh, that I've learned that the more I stand tall, the more I will stand tall, the more resilient I've been, uh, the more resilient I'll continue to be. Um, and I think some of it's environment, some of it's upbringing, and some of it's just part of your soul. Right. No, it, it's just so to me, because I'm the same way. And, and I think what you just said about those key people, as you said that I can think, you know, there was a couple key people that altered my life that gave me that kind of belief in myself, even if I never even realized it, you know, at the yeah. time, like just they, that unconditional love, that belief, I, I never wanted to let them down, yep. you know, and, and, and I, and, and there's not many of those people. No, but just their belief in you sort of gave you that confidence to say, you know, even when you didn't necessarily feel like you had the confidence, they somehow whispered it in your ear, like, you, you know, you, you've got this. And, right. and you, you felt it, even if it was just two people from when you were three, you know, like yeah. they, they, no, they I, gave you that foundation. I agree. And I, and I think it's not even, at least for me, it didn't even have to be, uh, God, I've never even thought about this till you said it, but yeah, it, it didn't even really have to be them whispering that in my ear. It was just everything they'd done up until that point, you know, kind of built that wall, built that foundation mm -hmm. so that I, I could hear it in my own ear, I think. It's, yeah, because yeah, a lot of these uh, things sort of happened after my grandfather had passed. I mean, I have a, have a phenomenal mom. Um, you know, my, my grandmother was amazing. Like I have, I've had people, key people who have just, just loved me for everything. And also, it, it doesn't doesn't um, doesn't help that the the most of my family were introverts, and I don't know how they got me. <laughs> but, right. But so so I was very precocious and very you know I was the type of uh, kid who would be talking to to people in the store, and my mo mother would be like, "Who who is that?" And I'm like, "That's my friend, old man Jack." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so they they were always amazed by that. So they kind of gave me that sort of uh, self-confidence too, just by letting me be me instead of trying to, to, to stifle that. How, um, no, go ahead, sorry. I said, I don't know how many introverts you have in your family, but mine are all introverts, except there. for, well, even my kids to a certain degree. So I'm the one doing all the talking all the time. Yeah. No, my, um, my wife's family, it's a running joke that my wife and her family are like, if they go to the grocery store, they somebody will stop them and tell them their life story. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and I, uh, and I'm the opposite, like, I've mastered the ability to not have a stranger come up and talk to me when I don't want them to. And so the times that it does happen to me, like at a gas station, I'm pumping gas and people start telling me their life story i just i just look at her and i'm like it's it's your curse you cursed me <laughs> you cursed 
<laughs> go stand over there. <laughs> yeah, go go talk to her. No. Uh, <laughs> That's me. I even put headphones on. They still talk to me. They find me and they talk to me. And I'm the fool who's like, hi. <laughs> and you keep talking. I See, try I try to avoid it because I know once I'm in it, I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> And the next thing you know, you're you're having dinner with them, and no, no, no not uh, that far. But but I've been called here, an angel by many a homeless man, and and biker guy on you know crutches, and people like that. <laughs> so, so I've done the sweet. opposite. I've had I've mastered the ability to pretend like I'm wearing headphones and convince them I am. Like <laughs> people will headphones. talk to me. Yeah, people will just talk to me, and then I'll just act like I'm. I'll just like point to my ears, like I'm listening to something, and I can't hear them, and keep going, and then they just get really confused. And wow, I didn't so, even see them. Those yeah, headphones, I didn't know. Headphones, headphones they must have crazy. something. Yeah, it's a new, new, really, really small headset I'm wearing. Bluetooth yeah. is going insane. Well, <laughs> I actually did have that yesterday. There was a. I was at Seven Eleven, and the clerk was talking, and I was like, "Why is he talking to me?" in another language and then i realized he had this really small bluetooth that fit inside his ear like oh, like some special command ops and so i couldn't see it over his you know sticking out until he turned his head and i was like oh so at least I they actually, are getting there so i actually went to a second city performance years ago and they juxtaposed a, a business guy with the suit and tie with the bluetooth next to a homeless guy and they're yelling crazy stuff and yeah, no, Sal, Sal, the homeless guy, get out of my lawn. And they right. they're simultaneously, it was hilarious. They look the same. Yeah, they did. <laughs> Aside from wardrobe. Aside from wardrobe, yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I want to go back real quick because um, one of the things that you said was, was resiliency mm -hmm. and you know, and, I, and you don't have to go into specifics, but what intrigues me again is how some people can can sit there and 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 deal with it, right? And maybe it's the fight or flight and and overcoming obstacles. I think I said this the other day, but I'm you know I'm the most optimistic pessimist I've ever met. Like <laughs> I see the glass half full, but I see ten ways to fill it back up. Like to me. I see negative everywhere, but I also know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel and so that- You're the silver linings guy. Yeah, it, it, but I have to see, to me, there has to be darkness for that light to be there. It's about Otherwise, there's nowhere to go towards. Um, you need the but world what is it? What is it that keeps, that motivates you, that keeps you overcoming all of these obstacles that, that keeps you doing the things that everybody kept calling you strong for? Um, I think it was before I had kids, it was just a matter of, I didn't, it didn't occur to me that you could go backward. It didn't occur to me that you could stand still and wallow. It just, it didn't occur to me. I just figured, well, you just have to power through because, you know, as birthdays go, you don't stay the same age. You don't get younger. You, you progress, you get older. So it didn't actually occur to me. I wasn't all that bright. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, well, I got to do this. <laughs> Plus, I think right. it's a little bit of a British upbringing where it's like, uh, have you ever seen the movie Gosford Park? It's one of my favorite movies. A long time ago. It's, yeah. Well, there's this scene in that that is so typically my <laughs> my upbringing. And uh, she's, you know, spoiler alert, the, the, somebody's been murdered and uh, the brother's wife was in love with him and she's crying and she's sobbing away on the bed. And the brother shakes his newspaper and looks over it. This is, it happened about an hour ago, the, the murder. He shakes his newspaper, looks over it, and goes, oh, anybody think you're Italian? <laughs> <laughs> That's why growing up in a brain, if you're whining too much, it's like, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> like, just, just get on just, with it. Just get, and you know, that's, we have a, we have a rule in our house and, and uh, it's, you know, something, something bad, something horrible, some bad day, whatever it is, you have, uh, you have the day. Yeah. You have the day. You have the day. Wallow as much as you want for that day. Yep. And then, and then, and then leave it in your rear view. And I think for me, you know, uh, 
your why your definition of strong is beautiful stands so true is because strong is so many other things strong is you know physical it's mental it's emotional it's so many other things that i think people are relating to that in so many different ways and i always say like i have my version of what it means but what's more important is whoever is wearing that shirt whoever's feeling that you know whatever they need it to mean i get so many comments uh, on it when i wear it around and they say wow that's because it 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 impacts it's an impactful statement it it's and it's not a harsh statement it's a positive and beautiful statement so but it, it hits people in the teeth which is great um just, in, a, in a good way <laughs> um no. and they 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 love it and i get a lot of comments and so i'm always like yeah go check out yeah. Gosh, you guys start sending me your business cards. <laughs> we we need a Canadian hub for you. Um, yes, sir. But, although um, I don't know, with everything going on in this world, I don't know if I'm going to be allowed. I'm looking into. It. I don't know if I can ship shirts to Canada right now. I don't. I don't, I don't know if it's. I sent messages to a couple of my friends this morning saying, "Hey, so <laughs> are we still yeah. are we still going to be friends when you know we're I, at war? We're at war. No. I, yeah. I mean. Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But um, now you, you are, um, fitness is a big part of, of you. Fitness and, is, um, yes. And it is, you know, um, people who, if people that follow me on Instagram have seen your pictures all over my Instagram with your Calamity Fitness, at Calamity Fitness. Yeah. And, um, you know, doing your personal training, not just from your home, but also online, online and through and social media. Through social media. So what happened was, okay, so I'll tell you a story about that because it also comes full circle back to the whole strength and resilience thing. Um, a few years ago, my dad, oh my God, like 2013, 14, 15, that was just hell. Um, and part of that was, uh, so I was working in the film and television industry. Um, I was producing my own projects or trying to, and uh, it just, you know, that whole hustle. And while it's not the rat race it is in LA, it's still, you know, pretty, pretty uh, intense out here. And so um, I was doing that and I wasn't getting anywhere fast. I was getting, you know, three steps forward, two steps back. And um, my dad got diagnosed with a glioblastoma, which is incurable brain cancer. And, um, and so I kind of, we came out of the oncologist's office and my dad was a very, like he, a month before he, he had the seizure, which triggered all of the tests and got his diagnosis. It, like he was 65, 64 at the time. The, uh, his, his uh, doctor, he had had a full physical and his doctor said he's got the health level of a man in his mid forties. And so he was always active, always, you know, doing stuff, never smoke, never any of that. So this was a huge surprise. So when we came out of the oncologist's office and got the prognosis that, you know, it was essentially a death sentence, um, he turned to us and it was just me and my mom and my sister. And he said, I didn't get a chance to do anything. He worked and his work was his life. He made a lot of money. He, he loved, he built a company. He loved it but he wanted to retire. He wanted to go on a cruise to Alaska. He wanted to go to Australia and he never got a chance to do any of that. And that just hit me like a punch in the face right there. I remember just standing there at the, in the hospital with the revolving doors as he, as he just turned to us, like just shocked and horrified. And I, I thought, oh, I never want to say that. Right. I never want to say that. So I made an entire, I mean, we did the whole, palliative and all that but after um after it was all said and done and we lost him unfortunately um he i just made a complete and total career change and i started getting my fitness certificates and my life coaching which is like my favorite thing to do and um weight loss coaching all of all of those things to, to for wellness and i just Every time I took a new course or signed up for something new, it was like, oh my God, this is where I'm meant to be. I love it so much. So I'm kind of a later in life fitness uh, in instructor and, you know, wellness 
you know, kind of person, but um, because I, I, I wanted to choose something that, and as cheesy as it sounds, and sorry for any film people who are listening, it, it's, I found the industry so soul sucking and I felt like I was you know, like trying to sell people, you know, a raw deal or trying to trick them into something, even though I loved my project and I wanted them to get behind it. I just always felt kind of, I don't know, kind of gritty. And uh, right. I feel like this way, I'm just putting positivity in the world somehow, like just helping people because my, the niche, the people I want to get to, I don't want to uh, like, you know, athletes and people who are well into fitness, they don't need me. I'm, you know, I'm at the same level, if not they're, they're further ahead than me. I want people who like teenage girls who, you know, aren't really very secure or haven't really worked out. We've never picked, you know, on the teams at school. I want, you know, teenage boys who maybe are feeling like they don't want to uh, take off their shirt in front of girls or something like that. I want the, the women my age who have maybe get winded walking up a hill. I want the people who have, who are afraid to go to a gym because they're, you know, self-conscious for one reason or another. And I want them to fall in love with themselves and getting themselves healthy. That's what, that's what I want. Those are the people that I want to, to touch or affect or help. You keep saying wellness. And, mm -hmm. and I think that's important because I think what a lot of people don't realize is when it comes to fitness, mm -hmm. that some people, they just think of the gym or they yep. just think of walking or they just think of yoga and they don't really have a clear idea of what they need to do to get from point B. And they say, well, I need to lose 10 pounds. And then they go, I'm going to eat a salad and I'm going to go for walks at night. And you know what? If you're, if you're really out of shape, that's a great place to start. Yeah, that but will work for a little gonna, while. For a while. But you're never going to get to that long-term goal because your body's going to adapt and you need to have a plan. I can't tell you how many times I've had people come to me and go, um, hey, can I have some advice? And I go, well, okay, well, what are you doing? And they they send me this like, you know, five pages of of their workout and, you know, they're doing – you know, it's like they're doing uh, five different bicep variations and five different tricep variations and shoulder day. I can't stand it when I hear the the average person who's just trying to be in shape tell me it's back day. And I go, well, what are you, is your goal to be a fitness model, to be a power lifter, to be, you know, because if you're doing back day, then you're isolating one little thing. And, and if your goal is just to lose 10 pounds, that's not the way to get to it. But I think you know? that also comes on, on the, my problem with the industry is um, people lump everybody together as the same fitness goals. And that's yes. not true. And especially in, I hope I'm not being too offensive, but male trainers tend to, they, they tend to t train everybody like they train right and and that's that's not like i can't my son <laughs> my son's trying to be the rock right now so he's he's <laughs> who trying, isn't he's, trying to be the rock right now <laughs> he's oh my god he's getting big too he's he's about six foot four now and he's still probably like about 170 but he was like one you know 55 a couple weeks ago so he's doing he's but he is he's doing the back day he's doing because he's trying to build muscle. He's a, he was a, a wiry kid and he's trying to bulk up. Um, but, you know, somebody like me is not necessarily trying to bulk up. I'm trying to uh, get like lean uh, toned muscles. And then somebody who's 30 pounds overweight isn't necessarily concentrating on their muscular definition. They're concentrating on getting comfortable. And then their next goal might be muscle definition. So like you really have to sit down and talk to people about where they are instead of just saying, you need to lose 50 pounds, you gotta do this, it's leg day. <laughs> and it's unfair right. because that's, all, that's what they're learning. I mean, I, I, was, I came into a gym environment not knowing a thing about you know, what 
cardio does and what benefits of you know flexibility training and all of those things so i was lost and that's those are the people i want to connect with because i want to i want to make it a lot less um terrifying <laughs> and confusing for for people and and sort of uh because I don't think people starting out need to know or care to know. I think it overwhelms people all of the, all of the ins and outs of you know macros and uh, you know protein percentages and all that. I think they need to. You need to start in slow. You need to take away certain things and then take away more things and build the water and and all of that. And then once they get comfortable there, the next level, like just constantly progress rather than throwing them in the deep end where they might get overwhelmed and possibly quit. Which is exactly, that was the point I was going to get to is that I think what happens is for a lot of people and, and I think men and women included, but I think um, even more so women who have never uh, worked out or done a sport or anything like that. And they walk in the gym because they're, they're going to change their lives and they don't really understand the machines or the dumbbells or what they should be doing. And they just look around and they see somebody's doing, you know, the, uh, a chest press machine mm-hmm. and someone's doing a leg curl machine and they jump on there and they do 45 minutes <clears throat> or worse. They, they go to the gym every day and just jump on an elliptical for 30 minutes at, at, you know, a pace that just raises their heart rate and then that's it. And they're done. And then they don't, see any results or they they're not happening fast enough and they get discouraged and they quit Mm -hmm. and you know someone that's why i think what you're doing is so important is people need to understand exactly what their goal is and then what what they can do to get there you know in particular exactly and it's it's funny because you can't out train a shitty diet either so if if like my kids, like my son, that kid can eat 12 burgers a day and maybe gain a pound. Like he's just never like his dad is like that right. too. He's just, he's got that metabolism. Um, I know <laughs> that can't happen. My daughter, same, you know, it's just like, does So he's always like, why don't we get burgers? <laughs> I'm like, no, we can't do that every night. Right. <laughs> it's not good for us. And plus, you know, it, we wear it, but, um, but like, people don't understand, you know, you can't just have one salad for lunch on, on Wednesday and wonder why you can't fit in your jeans again. Like you, it's yep. a constant thing you have. I'm, and I'm not saying God, there's no way I'm giving up dark chocolate for love or money. <laughs> it's just right, not right. fucking no. happening. <laughs> no matter what, what diet, no matter what cleanse, no matter what anything, you got to include the dark chocolate. It's not fucking happening, <laughs> but, but, um, you work around it. Right. Like I, I 100%. have all, you know, have my, my shakes, I have my salads, I have my greens. And so as long as you're eating clean and your water, people don't drink enough water. They, they think that yeah. they drink because they drink a few cups and then they always think, well, and I have a few cups of tea. Uh, no, no, no. Don't, just the tea, just stop with the tea. The tea's great, right. but that doesn't count as your water. Doesn't count as your water. No, your coffee doesn't count as your water no. either. And, and also they're dehydrants. Yep. coffee more than yep. tea um yep. but it's so just because you have a cup of tea if you have eight cups of tea little cups of tea don't count that as your eight cups of water it doesn't work like that yeah. <laughs> so um so things how like much that. water do you drink a day oh my god i drink this probably about how, how big is this thing i'm gonna take a picture of it and send it to you i drink probably about five to six liters a day because i'm constantly five to uh, six liters that, that's all I drink. I have a cup of tea in the morning and I have my shake, but all I drink is water. And I think, cause my, my, you know, when I told my math teacher in school that the math wouldn't really apply to me in real life, <laughs> these are one of those moments where I have to try and remember how to translate liters to gallons. You, you and me both, cause I'm sitting there looking at, and I'm trying to find the little thing on, on this bottle that says how much it is. It's a huge bottle. A gallon, I do, I do know this. A gallon is one and three quarter liters, I believe. I hope we don't have a lot of it really, says it on really the intelligent listeners. I think it is. I, man, people are yelling at, at the radio right now. Uh, no, I, do, I drink, yeah, I drink 
a gallon to a gallon and a half a day, mm-hmm. at, at least. And uh, I mean, that's just normal. I don't drink anything else in my day. I, no. I used to, you know, like you're, I, I was like your son. And you remember when that movie <laughs> Super Size Me came out? Yeah. Super Size Me where he ate McDonald's for 30 days and showed the health effects of it. Yeah. Oh. So went into I, failure? I ate at one point in my life. I only ate fast food. Every <laughs> single meal, meal, every meal. The only time I didn't have fast food was when somebody invited me to their house. <laughs> my mom I, cooked and I for ate. Me. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> me too. I would oh, dro- oh, on the way 20s. to work. <laughs> yeah. No, I would dro- on the way to work. I would go to Taco Bell. And I would buy oh, four things Bell. and I would eat two of them and I would save two of them for lunch. I would go to, you know, uh, McDonald's and I would get a double quarter pounder with cheese, a nine piece chicken McNugget. And then I would get a fish filet because <laughs> I wanted to be healthy <laughs> and balance it out. And I would get, I would order a large, at, at, at one point I started ordering a large drink and just asking for water, which was like bizarre to them. At one point I had to say, okay, get me, I want a large Coke. And then they would get me a Coke and I'd be like, okay, now I need you to pour the Coke out into the sink and fill that cup back up with water because they couldn't understand why I would want it. I drank so much soda. Oh my God. I, 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 I've only been to a therapist for one, one time in my life. I had four sessions. I went, I poured my heart out to this therapist. And at the end of the four sessions, she looked at me and said, I think your problem is you drink too much Mountain Dew. <laughs> and, and at that point, and by the way, I did drink too much Mountain Dew. At that point in my life, I looked at her and I went, I'm never, I don't need therapy. I can fix this on my own. I, I was like, fuck I'm you. I'm paying you for that. Yeah, yeah. I said, I, I, I can do this. I can do this myself. And I mean, but I was, I only went to places that served Mountain Dew. I, I would only go to fast food places that had Mountain Dew. At that time, it was um, Subway had Mountain Dew. So I'd go to Subway a lot. I only went to yeah, movie theaters. I went to theaters. Subway when I was being de- when I was being healthy. <laughs> yeah, 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 well, yes, and and uh, I uh, that was my healthy meal. Um, I only went to movie theaters that served Mountain Dew. <laughs> I only went to gas stations that had Mountain Dew in their store, and I would get one. I only I probably drank. I probably drank four. I would say, let's see, because we had the two, big two liter bottles, I would probably drink eight liters of Mountain Dew a day Jesus. at that point. So maybe she was right. Maybe that is all my issues come from that. <laughs> and since you stopped, but, life's been great. <laughs> yeah, no, everything's been I turned around. Well, but, when I was younger, I used to live off like pizza, beer, McDonald's, all of that. And I think the only reason I wasn't morbidly obese because I was eating all of it all the time. That's all I ate. I'd, I'd eat an entire bag of chips and dip. And the only reason I wasn't morbidly obese is because I went like I went dancing like every night. <laughs> and I think that movement just sort of kept me like, I mean, I wasn't I, I had about 30, 40 pounds to lose, but I did. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't in plus sizes yet. And um, and I think it's just solely because I was dancing all the time. What? Um, that's a good point. So you, like you said, you came to fitness as an instructor later in life. Yeah. But what about as a person? As a person, I came um, probably in my m- mid-30s. Um, so I was, I was always relatively, you know, I wasn't active in high school at all, but, um, I mean, I was socially active and I'd go dancing and stuff, but I wasn't, I hadn't found a sport that I liked. And my best friend, Katrin was like Miss Sports Queen. She's in Australia doing her fitness training and all that. And, and she's, she's a bit of a guru. She's pretty awesome. And, um, 
and my other best friend Jen, she was a, she was a cheerleader. So I was I was the one smoking in the, in the smoking area and being like, ah, you guys. But uh, I'd go dancing and stuff. I just hadn't found something I loved. And um, and so you know, fast forward, got married, had kids, uh, and uh, during uh, that time, I started hearing about kickboxing. I thought that that sounds like something I'd like. And my ex-husband uh, said, you can't do that. And I was like, oh. <laughs> so anyway, we split up and, uh, and <laughs> I moved. And right across the road, it was like, it was all, you know, the universe taking care of you. Right across the road was a dojo and they offered, and I got my son into karate there. And then I noticed they offered uh, adult kickboxing classes. And I was like, oh, I can't, I can't really go. But you know what, I'm gonna go to a self-defense class there because I think I should have that. And I went to the self-defense class, I loved it. And he said, you should come to the kickboxing class. And I went to the kickboxing class for like four years. I loved it. Uh, it like I'd found my thing. So I was going three or four times a week. And then, and then I started boxing on top of that uh, on, on my lunch hour at the boxing place from my gym. And I just, I loved, that wasn't around when I was a teenager. I mean, if it was, I didn't know about it. And um, I mean, for, for women, for girls, it just wasn't right. readily available, especially where I was and um, that I knew of. And uh, having that, like, it just fired me up. So I was still probably about 20, 30 pounds overweight. And I started, um, I got a, a job as an executive uh, at, a, at a company that was based in Winnipeg. So I had to work from home. And so I was, found myself sitting at my desk from like eight in the morning to like 10 o'clock at night, just working. And I thought, oh, my God, I got to do something. So I started doing a lot of dance cardio, Zumba, um, other dance cardio, all sorts of different things. And I started, I was just doing it all the time. And I accidentally, I mean, I wanted to, I figured I had to lose 10 pounds. I accidentally lost 30. And it turns out I had to lose 30 pounds. <laughs> um, and uh, it, I loved it. And so I started getting my, just my certifications, um, for like Zumba and for another dance program called Booty Beat and and just just because I I don't know I always we talked about this earlier I always have to progress like I can't just stay the same I, I feel like you know if you're moving you're forward standing you're standing still you're going backwards exactly so so I just got those certifications just because I was doing it all the time and it was available and I wanted to achieve so while I was working at as a development exec i um i got a job on the weekends as a as a uh one of the as a booty beat instructor at uh at the gym nearby so i started having to work out and do all the movements also because i didn't want to be a big sweaty wheeze bag teaching <laughs> teaching a class i wanted to right. be encouraging to people and that just that just started the whole that was one of the things that started the whole process I loved it and I loved the way I felt I loved and it's changed my eating habits and it because when you're you know doing all that goodness and exercise it sort of triggers wanting to it's a twofold thing wanting to keep the results but also you feel so good you want to keep feeling good so you want to put good fuel in your body you don't want to clog up all that goodness with you know a bunch of booze and a bunch of you know shitty food it's how I sort yeah, of felt like it's amazing how well your body adapts. Oh. And, and I try and tell people this all the time when it comes to diet. And, you know, uh, just like working out, not everyone's workout program is right for the next person. Right. Diet is, this, is the same way, right? I mean, not mm -hmm. everyone's diet and nutrition, you know, what works for me doesn't work for you. It works for you doesn't work for me. We have different goals. We have different biology. Um, you know, we have different, uh, different needs, mm -hmm. right? And um, it's just, I see people all the time. And they're like, well, that, that, that didn't work for me, or I went vegetarian, it didn't work, or I went whatever, and it didn't work. I went paleo, and it didn't work. Well, no, it doesn't work for, you know, you got to put in the time and it sucks. But your body will adapt. If you start, if you don't eat vegetables and you start eating vegetables, your body's going to start craving vegetables. Mm -hmm. And this, I think the same thing, it happens with physical fitness. You know, I mean, it's the runner's high, right, is the classic example. Um, I think mentally, you know, like you said, you go, 
I don't, I don't want that stuff. It feels, uh, what's that like? Uh, nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. And it, I don't yeah, want to say skinny, right? No, but fitness, like, like when you're when you're right. working out and you feel all, you've, 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 all that sweat, you feel like you've cleansed in some way, shape, or form, and then to fill all that up with all the garbage, you just you just cleansed. It just feels counterproductive. Right. And going a step it's, backwards. It does. Now, there is there is kind of a cliche that it is harder for women, especially, you know, 30s, 40s, 50s, to um, keep in shape or to start when they haven't been in shape. And I don't, I mean, you started more in your 30s. Uh -huh. And like you said, you're reaching out to those that demographic is as part of who you're trying to touch and and help. Do you think that that is true? Do you think it's biological? Do you think it's more mental? Do you think that's been like you said, a lot of these things, it wasn't okay for for a girl to box or kickbox mm -hmm. 20 years ago, yeah. where now there's entire gyms to it. But by the way, those you notice those those kickboxing gyms, you know, they have, are there to cater to that clientele. Yet it's still, you know, you walk into wild card boxing, Freddie Roach's, you know, professional gym here in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. There's not many women unless they're actual fighters. Yeah. And I think it's still hard for them to walk into that. So I, do you think it's do you think a it is harder for a woman to get in shape stay in shape and if so is it more mental or biological well i think it's twofold i think it's harder for women who are not in shape to initially start losing and seeing results because we naturally carry a lot we carry more water because our bodies are built for making humans and uh we tend to carry a lot more water weight than men do um, so anytime you're watching one of the shows, like The Biggest Loser or anything like that, or if you're having a bet with your spouse um, that you both want to lose 30 pounds by, you know, six months from now, and he's dropping weight like anything, and you're working just as hard and eating the same kind of foods, and you're slowly ticking down. And that that's why it becomes discouraging for them. But it's just, <sighs> once, I don't think it's, um, it might become discouraging immediately but i don't think i think um women at any age once they get into that routine they'll be like anybody else who has just become fascinated by the results like the women in my challenge group because it's all women oh my god they're like they're kicking ass and they're doing you know basically you know we're working out practically every day they've got to sign in they've got to tell me when they have their shakes and I love the results that I'm seeing because after every challenge, I'm, I'm like, so let me see your before and after. Now, some don't feel comfortable sharing it, but, you know, they're getting compliments at home. And other women are, are just, they're killing it. And so I feel like as long as they're not comparing themselves to, you know, other people or to men and they're just doing their own thing, like trying, like I, I, um, I preach non-scale victories now. So try on a pair of pants that you really, really want to fit in. And then at the end of this challenge, try them on again and see how further they got. Because you might not have lost any weight on that scale. You might not have at all, but you might have lost inches somewhere else. So that's one part. And then I think the other part is uh, once they get over the initial insecurity, because it can be intimidating if, depending on where you are in your life, going into a gym and feeling like everybody knows what they're doing and you don't and everybody's going to stare at you because... Our default is is that everybody's going to stare and make fun, and of course, nobody, <laughs> nobody in their right mind would ever ever do that. Gyms are mostly full of supportive people, but when you're when you're already self conscious and and not secure in in the way you look in your body or the way you move, then you're going to feel like everybody's going to be laughing at you at some some in some way. So once, I think once they get over the initial hurdle of, um, not like not watching the numbers on the scale. Uh, but trying to figure out more non-scale victories and just just going in there with the confidence or, or hiring a trainer to, to be your guide, 
then I think there's no stopping them. I want to go back because the other thing that you said was the other kind of target audience that that you're trying to reach and touch with the teenagers. Yeah. And you have two teenagers. They're both two. They're both teenagers still, right? Or is uh, my daughter is actually twenty now. Oh, so, okay. so I get eighteen and twenty. So I've been yeah. on my own with them since they were two and four. Jeez. Yeah. Target. Strong is beautiful. Yeah. Um, so, so they've, it's been the three musketeers for a very long time. And, uh, and I mean, like, I mean, completely on my own. I, I don't mean like father had them every other weekend. He was gone. He was out of the picture. So it was, it was me. And then like my family obviously are amazing. So, uh, but it was me and them. And then by extension, my family. And they've seen this journey of they yours. And they have where you've come from in this fitness journey, where you've come, you know, uh, everything, what you've been doing, how, how have you tried to instill just like in your clients and then that, that positive, that body positive attitude instill that self-esteem. Like you said, your, your son is, your son is bulking up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's, he's 18. He's at that age where that's yeah, what he sees and he wants to. And it's it, at this stage, it's healthy. Right. Yep. It's I'm, not. Uh, I'm actually pretty proud of him because when I was his age, I was, you know, got a fake ID and I was going out every night drinking. But he actually spent Friday night, him and his friends. We have a gym at back. So I have my studio downstairs. We have a gym at back that he's actually pretty much cleared out and made his own. And he's got a bench in there and a, and a, uh, squat rack and all of that so him and his friends they just they, they're back there working out on a friday night which is pretty That's great awesome. yeah and he's doing his protein powders and his shakes and his and his creatine and his oh everything else he's he's doing and he's very serious about it. he's very regimented and um that's been really exciting for me to see because uh, there was a time there that I was worried that wouldn't happen. <laughs> he was, was kind of going down a, a, a not so great path. But my daughter, on the other hand, she suffers from depression and anxiety. And I've been trying to instill in her, like, because she can be down on herself sometimes. And I've tried to instill in her just without, because she doesn't like exercise. She doesn't like any of that. And she is exactly what I was when I was younger. She's like, you know, loves her pizza and all of that. So because she doesn't move and because she, you know, doesn't like, like to eat healthy, I, I try and make things so that, okay, so have you had a salad today or without being overbearing and making her more, even more self-conscious. And I've taught her for a very long time about, it's not necessarily something I agree with, but I think it's a good basis for people who are uh, not necessarily all that active to judge where their health level is at. So the, uh, the BMI, I don't think it's necessarily something because there's people, you know, who are a lot of, a lot of muscle and it'll say they're higher weight just because of their weight, you know, all of that. But for people who are fairly sedentary and, and not very active, uh, it's, it's a guideline that I use. So I say, I just tell her, well, if you're within your BMI, you know, you'll be fine and just make sure you go for walks and things like that. So we try and talk about that sort of thing. And, and, and I tell her, if your jeans don't fit, don't buy bigger jeans. That's the trick. That's the trap. If your jeans don't fit one day. What's the hard part about, it's gotta be hard. And I don't know if this has come up, but uh, for both of them, of mom being in super awesome shape, looking great getting attention that it sounds like it's the tale of two kids right one one has gone one way and it's going to try and emulate mom one for whether it's for this reason or not is going the other way and and almost not rebelling because she's not rebelling against you not really she has her own issues yes, just trying but to... i'm sure there's a piece of that is there is there issues there that that moms moms at this age with the with the hot body and, and the and the followers on instagram <laughs> no way they the, call me does that ever cause no they call issues? me old and gross <laughs> i'm old and gross <laughs> that's your kids there you go or or um because and any woman who's had 
children will will know what I mean. There's that little bit under your belly button that once you've had babies, you can never ever. It's just that little bit of loose skin, and uh, it's just. Sorry, ladies, it's never ever going to go away without surgery, and why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> so it's no matter how many ab exercises you can have, cut abs, you're just probably always going to have that little bit of loose skin. And um, and my my son, he's, I was I guess my trousers were a little bit lower, and and he said, "Ew, oh my god, you're so gross." <laughs> I'm like, hey, listen, listen to you little shit, you did that. <laughs> it's your fault. I said, I said, it's your fault. I'm gross. It's your fault. My my wife's complaint is um, her rig. My my wife is four ten and a half, and uh, and both of our kids were were nine oh nine and a half pounds, and uh, Poor and um, so her rib cage actually opened. Yeah. Like you know, what do they call that? They call it the that's her big complaint. What do they call that? That that where it. I, I know this because I studied it and the woman who taught me was very, very passionate about postnatal care. There's, there's just that where your body kind of separates in the middle and, uh, and then you can put three, three, yeah. four or five fingers in there, depending on every woman's different. And it doesn't matter if you have five kids or one kid, it matters about the pregnancy. Um, and, and that actually is an interesting point because you should train differently if you, if, if, if you have that, like you, she shouldn't do planks, for instance, or or in and outs. Right. Yeah. It's uh, it, it's uh, and then it just changes physically. Her her body is going to, it's never going to be the exact mm-hmm. same as before mm-hmm. the kids. Not that it's not going to be great, and not that it's, but the that that was her, you know, instead of loose skin, she got a rib cage. I'm going <laughs> to tell you a story. <laughs> And it's always says, it's the damn kids. That's <laughs> it's the damn kids, damn kids. Um, years and years ago, I was when I was still in in film and television, but I was doing the the fitness on the side. Um, I was uh, having drinks with this banker friend of mine, and he is he's like Mr. Handsome. He's you know like huge workout, really buff, really like he he belongs on the magazine, not behind a desk. So we're having a drink, and he's talking, and he says, you know, Christine before we had kids, my wife, oh my God, my wife was so freaking hot. She was, and I'm thinking, I'm going to hit this guy. I am going to hit him. And it, <laughs> it, I don't like where this conversation is going. She was so hot. I mean, like, like it was like, she, she walking around the key, like, I, oh my God, it was unbelievable. And you know, I don't know. Now she's had kids. I don't want to think because her fucking, her body. And I'm thinking, I'm going to punch him in the face. I am going to punch him in the face. He goes, and he continues because I don't know what to think, Christy. I mean, her body is like banging. She's got these hips. And she's like, I, I, I was like, <laughs> oh shit. She, how did, how did my wife get even hotter? And I was like, oh, Samir, you are so lucky. <laughs> and I thought that was pretty, was true, pretty, pretty though. great. I thought that was amazing because, like what you said, uh, just, just because it's different doesn't mean it's not great. Yep. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and I wish, and I think what you're doing with people, uh, um, hopefully they can see that in themselves and see, you know, so let's go back to that real quick. So challenges you mentioned. So um, at Calamity Fitness. Yep, I do. So I do two. You are I do doing. Twofold. I do. I just want people to get healthy. So whether it be through me personally, I also do um, through Beachbody because I just like the program. I've had it for years. I wouldn't be involved in it if I didn't if I didn't like it. And so, if that's easier for people, I like doing. They can join those Beachbody challenge groups. And it's like I don't know if you know what Beachbody is. It's basically the Netflix of workouts. And you pick one, and you can choose to have shakes or not shakes, but they're pretty freaking delicious. And um, and so we have an app, and there's a there's a bunch of ladies from Instagram, a bunch of ladies that I know personally, a bunch of people who just joined um, and you just sort of, you have that accountability and you support each other. So there's however many are on that app or on that group, they're signing in every day and you're getting the notifications. You're like, Shit, I got to do my workout. <laughs> That's pretty right. great. But I also do workouts from home. I took a little bit of a, a leave because uh, I was, I was waiting for, I was waiting for somebody to get home 
but uh, so now I've got to get that back on the road or back on track and I've got to get my my favorite thing to do above everything else is life coaching because I just I just love people discovering how much more they are and what they can do um, and so I want to start doing a lot more of that and uh, yeah I'm just I'm excited I'm excited about uh, about you know moving forward in new chapters. Well, I'm so glad that we finally got the time to do this. And I'm thank you so much that you took the time off and uh, thank technology for allowing us to do this 3,000 miles apart. I know, it's been fun. And thank you for having me. I'm honored. uh, I I love what you're doing and and I'm thrilled to be included in it. You have been, like I said, one of the biggest supporters from day one. But on top of that, your the way, your positivity, your inspiration, um, you know, like you were saying when you do these challenges and people log in and it pops up, um, you know, you're one of the ones that, you know, when I see that you're doing it, when I see your posts, like I have to live up to it and you keep me inspired and, uh, you know, I, I know I always fear like if I'm putting out some like positive things that people don't realize, yeah, I have really bad days too. And I know that what you put out there, um, you know, that there's, there's dark days and yet through those, you are still just trying to motivate other people and inspire other people and that's well thank you for that and that that really speaks to me thank you for that and my whole thing uh, is i think it's important to be as genuine as possible on social media without you know giving people everything because there's some people who we don't we don't need to know your 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 you know passcodes and we just we don't need to know everything but i think it's important to for people to know that yeah, I'm up here cheer, cheerleading and all that, but you know, I ha- I go through my times that I don't feel like working out because I, it's important to be real. Like then people get down on themselves that they think, oh, I don't, I'm having a bad day and I don't feel like working out and I feel like I should and I'm probably not. Hell, I haven't felt like working out all week. It's been I've had a really 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 hard time this week and um, and a lot of shit went sideways on me. But you know what's actually kept me above going into a really dark place is I've kept my, my food. I've kept my workouts as much as possible. I've tried to sleep more and that's actually got me healing faster than I think I ever would have. So I think it's important to have a little bit of transparency without, you know, but in a positive way, like, like not like, (gasps) but more like, Hey, I get it. I didn't feel like working out today either, but you know what? I'm here to tell you, I feel a hundred percent better now that I did. And I gotta tell you those days that I don't want to work out those days where I have to force myself to do it, whether it's, whether it's going to the gym, whether it's going on a run, whether it's, you know, jujitsu, maybe I'm too tired to go train and I make myself do it. Those are almost always my best workouts. And for me, it's, Those are the times I crush them. And for me, it's always the times I need it most is when I don't want to do it. When I'm too sad or when I'm too down or whatever, too stressed. Those are the times I need that release more than than anything. So if I can just force myself to do it. And what I'm going to start doing is I'm going to start getting – I've been pretty good about forcing myself. I'm going to start getting my son to force me even more because he's a pain in the ass when he wants to be. And if you give him license to be, (laughs) (laughs) he'll love it. That's awesome. So, well, again, I want to thank you. And as you know, we've been ending the uh, the plan is to end these episodes with the questionnaire, and uh, so we're going to dive into it. I think it's just a fun, fun bit. So, I think it is okay. Here we go. What's one thing you can't live without? Dark chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Not even. Fun. What's not even close. It's just whatever. Yeah, it's good for you. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite word? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, either plethora or tickety boo. 
That's a great word. Tickety boo is great. Tickety boo. <laughs> fun. How's everything? Tickety boo. That is that that fits. <laughs> What's your spirit animal? A wolf. Do you want to know my story about that? I do. Okay, so I have uh, I have uh, had a friend who's uh, who's native and. One time I had this really, really intense dream that I couldn't shake. And it was, uh, it was about two wolves. I was having a conversation with them and I was telling the black wolf he needed to go and I was protecting the white wolf. Anyway, was, uh, I'll tell you that whole dream because it was a really, really long and intense dream. And I told her about this because I couldn't shake it. I couldn't shake it at all. And she, said, she stopped, she said, whoa, you had a dream about a wolf and you were interacting and you were talking to them? And I said, yeah. And she said, and it listened to you? And I said, yeah. She goes, when you have a dream about an animal, now I don't know if this is true, but this is what she said. If, when you have a dream about, uh, like a vivid dream about an interaction with an animal, that is your spirit animal. And when you are able to, she said, the fact that you're able to tell the wolf to go and the wolf listen means you're the alpha. And I said, I already knew that. <laughs> <laughs> I just watched something yesterday and I, I don't remember what it was. And they said, uh, being a wolf's not a bad, bad thing. I think somebody had called her a wolf, uh, called a girl a wolf, and he's like, being a, called a wolf's not a bad thing. I said wolves are pack animals that take care of each other, and they rarely attack humans. Mm -hmm. And they mate for life. So, it, and they mate for life. Mm -hmm. There you go. They're loyal. What's your favorite curse word? Oh, okay. Well, the one I say all the time is probably fuck, but my favorite one because I'm trying to liberate it and use it for good and not evil is cunt. <laughs> That's like you said, a British background, right? It's yeah. very British. But why are you using it as an insult? Everybody loves it. Why not use it as a compliment? I like it. I'm in, I'm in. It's cunt forever now. Cunt forever. See you next Tuesday. Uh, if happiness was a color, what would it be? That's easy. It would be yellow. The sun is yellow. It, it's bright. It's happy. I like yellows. Weirdly, though, my favorite color is red. I don't think that's so weird. Yeah, no, but yellow is happy. I think that fits. All right, last one. Last one. In, what, in one word, what is love? Transparency. Wow. About a week ago, I was said love is service, but uh, I've I've done some soul searching, and I think love is transparency, true love. If you're if you're uh, completely and a hundred percent in true love with people, you want them to know everything about you, and you know not that they need to, but you want to share all of the wonderful things and even all the dark things with them, because that's your person. Thank yeah. you. That's awesome. No, but you can't you can't that be means. transparent with anybody in the world unless except your person. You know, there's always going to be hidden facets of you. I mean, my kids don't know all of me, my parents don't know all of me, my best friends don't know all of me. But but my person will know everything. Because I I, I want to hide nothing from them. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. Thank you. Thank you so much, Christine. Let's, it's, um, it's been a pleasure. At Calamity Fitness. Yes, Calamity Fitness. Let's plug it, plug it, plug it, plug it. At Calamity Fitness, if anybody is looking to get in shape, maybe you're already in shape, you just need a little bit extra support, anything. Or maybe um, you're that's the, is that you're just trying, you're thinking, I got to make a change. If you're thinking you got to make a change, you probably do. You should, you should reach out. So at Calamity Fitness, is that the easiest yes, way to way, find you? Uh, but also on Instagram. On Instagram. I'm also on Blonde Calamity everywhere, and I accept messages from all forms of social media. <laughs> so there you go. So I'm there. I'm I'm ready to help, and I love it. That's the weird thing about me. It's it's you know 10 o'clock in the evening. I'll, I'll answer even though I should be going to bed because it's a, it's a passion. Right. Well, that's good. So everybody, go go follow both of those um if you want to if, if you want to join a fitness challenge just to try it go go check it out ask christine for for help and see what can and can't be done yeah. there um and you know everyone everyone should do the uh 
website by now, noaveragesavage.com. And the only thing I want to say is uh, for the month of June, um, for the month of June, 15% of all orders are being donated um, for suicide prevention. That's amazing. That's fantastic. I want to get one of those flash cards. So I got to order. Rash cards are coming out soon. Um, but yeah, it's just, you got to put your money where your mouth is and we need to help people. So well, that's one of the many things that I love about what you, what you got, what you stand for and what you do, because you're a small business and you're still willing to, uh, to, to put, put a percentage of profits, uh, towards something worthy, some cause it was autism before it's suicide prevention. You, you, really do uh exemplify everything that you put out there and I think yeah and they're they're and i'm only going to do things that are close to close to me you know as far as as that goes and and i'm just going to stay true to myself there but this is um you know definitely one of those areas that um and we, and we didn't even get into it but i mean the meant that Physical fitness also helps with mental mm-hmm. fit, mental fitness, and I think we need to start using that word a lot more. Um, there's a lot of mental health, but if you think about it, physical health and physical fitness are completely different things. You can be healthy mm-hmm. and not fit, and you can be fit and not healthy, mm-hmm. and people aren't applying that to mental in these days, and we keep talking about mental health but uh, we're forgetting the work that needs to be done with mental fitness on all different levels you're going to get me down a rabbit hole here because uh one of my clients is also a chiropractor and and for physiological things chiropractor not just for the cracks and the bones and all that but it can also help with physiological things it can help with um uh it can help with depression i'm not saying it can cure depression and you're still going to need medication but it can alleviate some some signs of depression and ADHD and focus and you know any it, it can help help as a tool for for those things just like exercise just like food you know overall wellness is just so important it is it is thank it's, you again Christine I loved having the time I love actually getting to speak to you finally everybody go check out calamity fitness and uh that's this week's episode of the podcast thank you so much for having me on and thanks guys for listening take care thanks bye trust me you won't last long my ground plus my stand-up game is mad strong I train hard and I bang even harder to get that W yo I do what I gotta you trying to mix it up with me Step in the ring, you gon' see You tryna mix it up with me Step in that cage, you gon' see now This is Civilized Savages We came to damage you This ain't for amateurs This is Civilized Savages This ain't for amateurs We ain't no average savage